Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of The Buzz with Ben. On this episode, we are going to talk about the NFL playoffs and I'm going to make my prediction for who will win every game in the playoffs. We will also talk about what is going on with Trevor Bauer and how he was released from the Dodgers. And we will end it off with the Georgia TCU National Championship game. Without any further ado, let's get into this episode of The Buzz with Ben. Now, for our first topic today, let's start with probably not the most fun topic to talk about. Damar Hamlin. Before Week 17, Monday Night Football in the NFL, I doubt very many of you knew who Damar Hamlin was. Probably never heard that name unless you're a big Bills fan. But now that he got hurt and went into cardiac arrest during that game almost everyone in america has heard of damar hamlin and his name his charity that had three thousand dollars donated to it now has upwards of seven million dollars donated to it now what happened to him kind of shows what some of the problems with football currently are now i will admit i really love to watch football but I would never play tackle football just because of what it can do to you, what it can do to your body. You're getting hit. You're hitting people. You're, you're basically just throwing your body at different people at the ground. It's a very dangerous game. It doesn't make much sense for me if I were to play it. But nonetheless, I think it is very enjoyable to watch. And I understand why people like playing it, as I like to throw football around too. So... With all of that being said, Damar Hamlin, it is a miracle that he is alive. He's been in everyone, including my prayers throughout this past week. And I really hope that he continues to recover and continues to strive as a person and physically as well. He is, as I've heard, and as most of you've probably heard, one of the nicest people in the NFL and on the Bills organization, and that's why everyone was so upset when he got hurt. He has put out many tweets since getting his breathing tube taken out, and during the Bills game today, as I'm recording this, he put out tweets during their game when they were playing well, and they did get the win for him today. And many teams, not just the Bills, have had celebrations for touchdowns today that have revolved around number three, Damar Hamlin. So, all in all, I hope Damar Hamlin continues to get better, and I think that's just kind of, I guess, a warning for what you're getting yourself into when you play football. But nonetheless, hope Damar Hamlin gets better, and hope the best for him and his family. Let's move on to our next topic, which is what I'm going to call, What Were the Texans Doing? The Houston Texans are going into today and they either needed the Bears to win or themselves to lose to get the number one pick in the NFL and secure themselves a chance at Bryce Young or, if they would rather, C.J. Stroud. They need a franchise quarterback. It was so clear what they needed to do. Their ownership met with Lovey Smith, their head coach, this week. And I don't know what went on in that meeting or whatever, but whatever it was, someone did not communicate what they should have. Why did the Houston Texans go out there today and win a game 32-31, to go for two at the end of the game, any of that. Why did that happen? What were they thinking? Now they not only have the number two pick, but the Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick, and people were already thinking that what the Bears should do with the number two pick was trade down and try to have a team that wants to trade up 
and get one of those two QBs trade into number two and build a team around Justin Fields. Now, not only can they trade back, they can trade back and have a team jump the Texans and get their choice between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. What were the Texans doing? Lovey Smith, maybe he should be fired just for this, but he may be fired either way. But nonetheless, I just I don't understand what they were doing. I none of it makes sense. I think you have to lose that game. I know you're not you can't play to lose, but I mean, c- come on now. What are we doing? But with the Bears, if you're a Bears fan, you have to be really happy today because yes, your team just got beat by basically the Vikings second string team. But you have Justin Fields next season, who showed this season he can be a very promising quarterback. He can run, he can throw, he can do it all. Then you're going to have the number one pick, which you can either take the best defensive or offensive player in the draft that's not a quarterback, or you can trade for some good assets or future first-round picks that can help you win then. So no matter what, if you are a Bears fan, if you're in the Bears organization, you are in a good place today, and you should be writing a thank you note to the Texans for being dumb. Now that is the end of the NFL regular season, it's time to look ahead to the playoffs. Now let's start with the AFC. In the AFC, the one seed is the Kansas City Chiefs, two seed Buffalo Bills, three seed Cincinnati Bengals, four seed Jacksonville Jaguars, five seed Los Angeles Chargers, six seed Baltimore Ravens, and seven seed Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins today were able to pull off a win against the Jets, 9-6, with third-string quarterback Skylar Thompson that was just terrible. It didn't look good. Nothing about it seemed like they deserved it or anything, but nonetheless, they got it, and they are in because the Bills were able to beat the Patriots. Then again, the Steelers are not going to be in the playoffs, so I won't spend too much time talking about them. But they did play well today, and they still somehow finished with a winning record, which keeps Mike Tomlin's streak of 16 now straight winning seasons. But anyway, moving on to the seven playoff teams, the Chiefs are going to get a round one bye, and then Buffalo will be playing Miami in that game. I don't see anything except Buffalo winning, especially if Tua does not play. Cincinnati will play the Ravens. I don't even know if Lamar will be healthy for that game, but I don't think it'll matter. I think Cincinnati does not have to do a coin toss because they beat the Ravens today. So Cincinnati, I think, easily wins that game. Then it's Jacksonville Chargers, though. I think this game could be interesting because on paper, I think the Chargers are the better team, but Jacksonville has been a little sneaky. They've been playing a little bit good recently. So... I actually see Jacksonville pulling off a, what I guess normally you would think four seed over five seed is an upset, but I think Jacksonville over the Chargers is an upset. So I see Trevor Lawrence moving on to the second round of the playoffs, which that would mean in the AFC, I guess I'm just predicting the one, two, three, and four seeds to move on. And I guess then again, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to beat the Jaguars. But when it's the 2-3 between Buffalo and the Bengals, I have the Bengals winning that game. I understand Buffalo is a very good team. I understand they're a potential Super Bowl favorite. I just don't think they can compete with the Bengals necessarily. I think the Bengals' offense is very explosive. I think the Bills' offense is also explosive, but I think it's more streaky. While the Bengals is a very consistent offense, I think Burrow's been there, done that. So... I think Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals would take down the Buffalo Bills, which then leaves the Chiefs versus the Bengals a rematch of last season. 
in this game, yes, I know I just talked a lot of good things about the Bengals, but it's going to be the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is going to find his way back to the Super Bowl. I just don't see a way around it. Patrick Mahomes is so good. Travis Kelsey is so good. Even with not great receivers, he has an elite offensive line. Their defense has actually been decent this year. The Chiefs are just going to be the team that's going to come out of the AFC. And I really don't think that it's going to be that difficult for them. I think they'll win most games rather easily. Maybe it'll come down towards the end of the game, but I don't think it'll ever really be too much in question for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC champions in my mind right now. Now let's move on to the NFC. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on the NFC because I am not predicting the one seed to win. Yes, the one seed are the Eagles. Yes, they went 14-3, and but you will see that I do not think they will win at all. Now, let's start with our first matchup, which is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I think this is pretty easy. I don't think the Seahawks even make this game close. I think San Francisco would win something like 31-11 to or 31-10. I don't think it's even close. San Francisco is going to move on. I think that's a pretty safe one to say right there. But Minnesota versus the Giants. This is a three versus a six. I don't think this one is really as easy to say because yes, Minnesota did beat the Giants recently when they played in the regular season, but Minnesota has not looked great recently. They looked terrible against the Packers. And then when their offense did play against the Bears, they did not look as great. So as well, as good as I think Minnesota's offense is, I think I got to pick the upset here. I'm going to roll with the New York Giants over the Minnesota Vikings. Now for Tampa Bay, versus Dallas. I am obviously, as you know, and as my mother is, not a fan of Tom Brady. But Dallas has been terrible recently. Dak Prescott cannot stop throwing interceptions. I would know he was on my fantasy team. So as much as this pains me to say, I think Tampa Bay beats the Dallas Cowboys. I do think it's a close game, though. I do think it's a defensive battle. I think it's going to be something like it was like 10-0 the entire game, and then Brady does two random things at the end because that's what he always seems to do. It's like 13 or 14-10 to 10 final score. But anyway, Tampa Bay over Dallas is my prediction there, which leads us to the next round, which would be the Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Giants. Here... As much as I want to go with the Giants because I think it would be a cool upset, I think Brian Dayball's a great coach. And the Eagles, I don't know how much I like their offense. I, I don't know if I'm able to do it. The Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles, not the Phillies. The Phillies are baseball. The Eagles are just such a good team throughout the year. They've played really well. They're going to be coming off a week of rest. But even though I may have hinted I'm going to go with them, we're going with the Giants. The six-seed Giants going to the NFC Championship game is what I am predicting right here. And for our second matchup of the divisional round, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In this game, I think San Francisco wins. I don't think it's close. San Francisco's offense has been very good. They have not lost a game since Christian McCaffrey has played over 50% of the snaps. They've only lost one since he's been on the team, and that was the game he barely played. They've been such a good team with him. Yes, I understand Brock Purdy's their quarterback, but then again, Brock Purdy's never lost the game. 
in the NFL. Brock Purdy has looked good enough, just good enough for them to win all of their games. So I think San Francisco takes down Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, just like they did in the regular season. Which leads us to the NFC Championship game. San Francisco versus the Giants, a 2 versus 6 matchup. And while I think the Giants will have had a great run by this time, I think the 49ers end it. This is time for the 49ers to win the NFC, and I don't think this one's particularly close either. I don't think San Francisco is going to have much of a challenge in the in the NFC side of the playoffs. I think they just kind of go ahead, win their way through it, win by double digits every game. I think San Francisco is just a really, really good team, and I think I think they beat the Giants here. And while the Giants definitely this would be an underdog story, I think they definitely get here. I think they definitely have a chance, but San Francisco ultimately, I think, is the best team in the NFC, and I think we'll end up winning it. Which brings me to the Super Bowl matchup I have predicted. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs were the one seed. I think a lot of people are going to predict the Bills, though, but I think Mahomes obviously gets it done, and then the Chiefs. That would be a very funny quarterback matchup, I would think. I mean, you're going into the Super Bowl. Who would have bet going into the season that the Super Bowl matchup is going to be Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy? I don't think there's a single person who would have said that. I don't think a single person at the beginning of the season would have really thought the 49ers would be in the Super Bowl as well. They started off even losing their first game of the year to the Bears, who are going to get the number one pick in the draft. So, the 49ers have not started their season not as good, then they have picked it up since trading for McCaffrey, which people criticized that at the time, saying they don't need a star running back to have a good running back system. Well, look at them now. But nonetheless, I do have the 49ers beating the Chiefs. I think this game is a shootout. Even though the 49ers have such a great defense, I think this game is a shootout. My final score prediction if we want to go that far, it's going to be 37-34, 49ers. The 49ers almost beat the Chiefs years ago, and I think they are going to get their revenge this year. So to recap, my Super Bowl prediction for the 2022-2023 season is the San Francisco 49ers over the Kansas City Chiefs. And for our next topic... Former Dodger pitcher Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer was released by the Dodgers and just recently was officially released and now he can sign with any team he chooses. But with that comes the possibility that he signs with nobody. Because two teams that potentially were in the running for Trevor Bauer, the two New York teams, Mets and Yankees, have both said they are not interested. The Mets tried to sign him back when he was a free agent and he ended up choosing the Dodgers over them. They are not interested because of his sexual assault scandal issues. And the Yankees are not interested because they have Garrett Cole. And Garrett Cole and Bauer were not very close. And Garrett Cole hates Bauer to this day since their time at UCLA. Now, with this begs the question, will Trevor Bauer ever pitch again in the MLB? Now, for me... I think he will. I think a team like the Astros that doesn't care 
if a player cheats that doesn't care if a player does anything may take a chance on a guy who's won a Cy Young award just three seasons ago and has pitched well recently I think a team like that may take a chance on him the twins apparently called the Dodgers about Trevor Bauer when they were still able to trade him obviously no deal got done but they at least had some interest in Bauer so he could go there he could join Carlos Correa and they could be cheating buddies over there but anyway his situation is one that could have been avoided, but nonetheless, we are here, so it is something that we will have to just wait and see whether a team will take a chance on Trevor Bauer. Now, to wrap up this podcast episode, we're going to talk about the college football national championship between Georgia and TCU. TCU pulled off the upset on Michigan to get here, and Georgia... Even though some would say Ohio State should have won that game, it did end up beating Ohio State, and that is how we got to this situation. Going into this game, Georgia was the heavy favorite, and if you follow big sports betting, Mattress Mac decided to bet on this game, and he put $1.5 million on TCU. Georgia annihilated TCU. It was not close. 65-7. to 7. I, don't know. I don't even know what to say about this game. Stetson Bennett, who is going to be probably a seventh-round pick, had six touchdowns in this game. His first two touchdowns were, or not his, not his first two, but two of his first three touchdowns were on the ground, which is very impressive for a guy who I would not necessarily consider to be a two-way quarterback. But if I can just take you through some of my thought process going while watching this game. I saw Georgia go up 10 nothing, and I thought, okay, that's that's not ideal for TCU. I was cheering for TCU in this game, by the way, because I have no affiliation with either of these teams, so I just kind of wanted to see the upset happen. But anyway, Georgia was went up 10 nothing. I thought, okay, this is, this is not ideal, but, I mean, TCU can come back. They score a touchdown with the Max Duggan run. I'm like, okay, TCU's offense is back, and then that never ended up happening. Because Georgia went up 17-7, 24-7, 31-7, 38-7, and so on, scoring four more touchdowns. In the fourth quarter, I think their second or third string running back had two touchdowns Georgia did. So, Max Duggan, for someone who played so well in the semifinals game, really just fell apart against Georgia's defense. 14 for 22, 152 yards, two picks. That is terrible. So, I don't know what happened to his draft stock after that one, but I do not think it went up. Stetson Bennett, on the other hand, he has been a great story throughout his college career. He was a walk-on at Georgia, and he ended up now becoming the starter and winning them a national championship. So, that's just a great story in my mind. Georgia has tight end Brock Bowers, who's going to be a first-round pick in the draft. They have a couple defense players who are going to be probably first-round picks in the draft. So, Georgia was just clearly the best team. They went 15-0. So, I mean, I guess there's nothing too surprising about this, but I think just overall, some people beg the question, should TCU have even made the college football playoffs? Were they even the second best team? Well, they beat Michigan, and Michigan was undefeated. Michigan had beaten Ohio State earlier. Alabama fans might be wondering where they were in this, but I mean... They had two losses this season, and TCU didn't have any through the regular season and just lost their conference championship game. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the way things are done. I just think TCU is just not as good as Georgia, and Georgia just clearly clearly has shown that they're the best team. So whether you're a Georgia fan, a TCU fan, a college football fan, 
any of your teams, I think you probably watched this game, and I think you probably turned it off after the third quarter or even after the half, once it was 38-7 or 52-7. So, college football, next season they'll be back, and Georgia, even without Stetson Bennett, will be supposed to be the number one team, and will try to defend their title after the blowout of TCU. And that is going to do it for this episode of The Buzz with Ben. I hope you enjoyed hearing what my predictions for the playoffs were. I hope you enjoyed my take on what is going on with Trevor Bauer currently and the College Football Playoffs National Championship. As the saying goes, it is nice to be important, but it is more important to be nice. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. (music)